0: Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello,
1: everybody. Happy Tuesday to you here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. It's another nice day, but a little hot, a little sticky. Uh, As Trevor noticed before we went on, I'm doing the show outside again. I I like being outside, if if I get the chance, and also... uh, as you probably noticed yesterday, I think we've got some maybe some internet problems that we're going to get hopefully fixed here in the next 24 hours. Uh, and maybe the internet works a, a little bit better outside. So, uh, but you know, it's Mother Nature, Trevor. You can't, you can't complain too much about that. Uh, we do have a, a, a full show today. We're going to talk NBA draft, Jamal Murray. There's more of that. I mean, I'm getting, I'll be honest, I'm getting a little bit sick talking about it, but. That's okay. It does give us something else to, to discuss, and we know exactly when that end date's going to be. And despite what we said yesterday, although I wasn't reporting it, it's not tomorrow. So after all this, Trevor, we cannot trust the Canadian Hoops concierge. He was wrong. The decision not coming today.
0: Uh, I, I don't know where. I, I my All my judgments in life have completely been incorrect if I can't trust Canadian ballers. I, apparently, every decision I have made at this point in the 35 years of my time on this earth had been completely false and incorrect.
1: It's, it really makes you wonder. So we'll talk more Jamal Murray. Uh, Terry Rozier Terry had some comments, uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that too. So should be a fun show. Trevor, besides uh, maybe a, a mistrust in Canadians, how are, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good. I don't understand uh, the concept of how you skinny people love to sit outside. On a day like today where like you mentioned it is the perfect Ohio Valley summer day where it's it's there's no wind, it's humid, it's uh it's very sticky out, and if you think that's enjoying Mother Nature, then you've never been in a uh air conditioned home.
1: Well, how's the air conditioning at the studio?
0: Uh very good. It's a cool and breezy uh seventy-four in here right now. Plus I have a fan on me as well. So uh, I'm doing very comfortable right now. Uh, I would not be outside if you gave me the option to go outside. It's almost enticing me not to want to go oh. smoke a cigarette. It's so nasty outside. I still did it, but it almost <laughs> enticed me.
1: Oh, that's if, if I can stop you from possibly smoking a cigarette, then you must know it's bad. Uh, ex- today, t- today will be a fun show, but I wish I could have done the show five years ago on this very day because Landon Donovan had maybe the most iconic – Goal scored in United States soccer history against Algeria to help propel the United States to uh, the knockout
0: stage. I was on the radio that day, ago. by the way. And, well, tell, tell me what you remember about that day. I remember that going nuts, doing one of my best goal impersonations, as well as using that soundbite uh, from that goal. And so if I can find it real quick, because I didn't realize it was uh, the anniversary of that, but I do remember that because uh, the station I was working with, the people I was working with, were heavily into soccer much like you are
1: that that was I mean that was such a a fun goal such an amazing goal especially when it came uh, Algeria was on the attack and had a shot to score and we did probably one of the better counters I've ever seen in a soccer match and and with how important it was on top of that I made it even even that much better and Landon Donovan who's kind of the the poster child of American soccer was the one who put it away and, and was a hero there for the United States. Five years ago on this day, kind of crazy to think about, little 19 year old uh, TJ, the sports talker, watching while still in college, Trevor.
0: That, that, how old were you five years ago today? 19. 19 years old. So you were just sneaking beers opposed to legitimately drinking them.
1: I was lucky. My brother and I look a lot like a lot like one another and I was able to get his ID when I was growing up.
0: That's nice of you. And here's <laughs> here's my gift to you on this day. It's on And you couldn't give a better call of a goal than a call like that. And it was a fantastic call. Kind of wish you
1: would have done the whole thing, though, when Algeria had a shot on goal on Tim Howard. It didn't go in. Tim Howard uh, relayed the ball up the side of the field, and, and then everything happened because, I mean, it all
0: happened so quickly. Are you asking for uh, this? To Guardiola, who plays it, safe with a header. Howard gratefully claims it. Distribution brilliant. Landon brilliant. Dolovan. There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Deb Sears tonight again. And Donovan has scored. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA. Certainly through. Oh, it's incredible. You could not write a script like this. I love the, uh, what are those things called again in the background? Vuvuzelas. Yeah, you can still hear them. Even people are probably thinking, "I wonder what's that buzzing sound?" At the internet—they're playing that audio. Can they get a better clip? No, that's part of the audio.
1: Yeah, the, the South African World Cup was just filled with vuvuzelas, which were uh, pretty obnoxious, but still, man, what a moment! And I'm glad you played the whole clip because just how quickly it went from right. a shot on goal from Algeria to the United States running up the side of the field. I, I mean, that would have been a quick goal in hockey in terms of. Uh, of being able to score any sport, even basketball, that would have been pretty quick. Uh, there would have been no shot clock violation there, and you don't get that a lot in soccer.
0: Is that probably the most significant um, goal in American soccer history?
1: Yeah, I, I think without a doubt. Uh, you know, it. You, you could maybe make a case for the Women's World Cup back in, what was it, 1999?
0: Or what about that, when, uh, didn't they, uh, wasn't there a big goal in the 94? World Cup when they knocked uh, they tied I think was it Brazil maybe or somebody like that yeah back in
1: Los Angeles that yeah. that was also a big one and then I think in the 1950 World Cup against England they were able to win one nothing so that was also the last won. time so
0: England isn't it
1: no that beaten beaten maybe I mean they tied them in the in that 2000 and uh, 2000 and Ten World Cup, they tied England in that first game. It was an own goal from England. That was a fun World Cup. I mean, any World Cup is fun, and and any United States soccer is fun. Uh, the women last night able to beat the Columbia two 0 Trevor, I imagine you probably watched the entire
0: match. I glued to my television between uh, between episodes of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it uh, so
1: it, it, not a sub, not a big not a surprising win from. The united states they were expected to win that match now they go on to the to the round of eight the elite eight as the NCAA tournament would call it uh, and face china which will be a much tougher match and that's on friday night Uh, i think that's going to get really really good ratings on on friday Uh, again there's we're finished with basketball all that's really left now is baseball so you put a you put a a soccer match, United States match of any kind on Friday night on national television. I think it's going to get good ratings, especially when you you pin them up against China. Uh, a lot of people will be interested to see how that all plays out. I'm excited China's for it. The,
0: the one that's supposed to be the one uh, A and one the if we're one A, they're one B in this uh, tournament, correct?
1: I don't know. Actually, I don't know if Aren't that's true. I you know I know I, I know Germany is is considered one of the favorites. I know China could see that generally is considered a good, a, a good women's soccer team. Japan, obviously, won four years ago, beating the United States in the World Cup Finals. But I know China's respected highly. I don't know if going into this they were one of the favorites or not, but I, I'm sure they probably were in the top five of consideration.
0: I thought I heard their name mentioned a few times outside of uh, just your, your conversations about soccer being one of the teams that could knock off the USA. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't the USA uh, a favorite coming into this?
1: yeah they were definitely they, I think they were the heavy favorite heading okay. in uh, to to the to the tournament. Now since then Germany has you know there have been some teams that have looked a lot better than them uh, because they've struggled to score a little bit, but Germany has easily looked like the most dominant team there, and they're actually world number one. I'm looking to see where China is. They're number 16 in the world. so really, this will be on paper one of the easier matches the United States has faced. Uh, facing China. Colombia was the easiest of this tournament, or I guess Nigeria would be the easiest. Colombia, the second easiest at 28, and then China at 16. But, the, you know, they've already played Australia. They've already played Sweden. Those are both top-ten teams. So uh, this will be tough, but we'll see. Uh, it'll be fun to be able to watch it on a Friday night uh, with really nothing else going on on TV. And, and like I said, I think the ratings are going to be good for that. Trevor, I, you know, I... I don't know how much we can talk about this, but I thought it was at least interesting and worth bringing up. And I don't think you heard it, so I'll just tell you about it. On the third round of the U.S. Open on Saturday, in a tournament played in the Pacific Northwest, as far as way, you know, as close as far away in the United States from Louisville as you can get, Louisville with the third highest rating in terms of people, towns that watched the third round of the U.S. Open, uh, and and was pretty close up there on Sunday, the final round as well. Do you make anything of that? Does that tell you anything?
0: Uh, so the, being that high some, somewhat surprises me, even though I, I I'm probably the only one. Well, I take it back. There's one of my friends doesn't watch golf like I don't, but most of the people I know do watch golf, and I wouldn't say is obsessed with golf, but do enjoy it. And I know we're probably going to be watching it, so. You know, Louisville's a great sports town. And to be honest with you, there's really hell, There's not a lot to do. So, of course, we're going to stay inside and watch TV. I mean, one thing we're going to watch, if not probably reality television, is sports. I mean, there's a reason why we dominate the, the Nielsen ratings in college basketball year in and year out. And we're going to begin dominating in other sports as well in the Nielsen ring, We love our sports here in Louisville. So, no, I don't, well, I'm not surprised that we were up there. Being third's pretty damn high, though. I am kind of low. A little surprised at that, but not surprised that we we made a, a bump into the top ten or top five even.
1: So does that not tell you? I mean, I, you know, I don't want to read maybe necessarily too much into it, but does that not tell you that a professional team here in Louisville would succeed if that many people in Louisville have a are – or not necessarily? You know, we're, it's not like you mentioned; it's not just golf that we have high ratings for. It's any sports. So does that not tell you that people in Louisville, like you said? love sports, would watch sports.
0: If they're going to watch it on TV, they're going to pay money and show up to the games, right? You would think, but if the ratings are that high, maybe you would think the opposite going, okay, they apparently love their sports, but they enjoy more watching them at home. Look at the TV ratings. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go out and fill an arena for any professional sport, whether it be a soccer or, or NFL, or which would never come here, or NBA, which has a very outside, very outside chance of coming here. I mean, it doesn't necessarily say just because the TV ratings are high that they're going to show up in attendance. Those, you can think opposite. You can think, well, if they're gonna, if the T ratings are high, clearly they're gonna stay at home and watch it on TV. Why are they gonna? They're not one to go to the game, even though the Louisville and Kentucky attendances clearly are always number one and in, in the top three. Syracuse usually kind of bumps in there because of their large arena. Well, Kentucky's, almost, I, Kentucky's I, been I, number I one. Know. What yeah. like three decades straight in attendance. Louisville's been like third or second or third with
1: with the exception i think of 2004 syracuse title year or 2003
0: yeah syracuse uh, Syracuse always kind of sneaks into that top three because they have their because the carrier dome is so much bigger than is has more people than uh than yum center that's the only reason they usually kind of they creep ahead of us us being louisville obviously i
1: i do think that having high tv ratings is a indication that a, a professional team would succeed. As I'm trying to find where this noise is coming from. <laughs> I don't. I, I
0: just now heard uh, it, it, it until the, you mentioned it. Yeah.
1: I, I got. I heard it as soon as I as soon as it came on, and I kind of freaked out because generally, anytime I'm doing this show, I'm going to have uh, ten to fifteen tabs open on my computer. So I had to find which one it was, but that was actually a pretty quick search. I can't so understand how myself. you
0: do that, by the way. That drives me nuts having that many t- Right now, currently, I have two, four, I have seven tabs open on our work computer. But uh, one of them is email, one's Twitter, one is the outro music, uh, Draft Express, because I always keep an eye on the NBA Draft, and the other is two YouTube pages, one with the Landon Donovan call, and the other was I was going to try to find uh, Yates suggested a- Abby Wambach's goal in the semis versus in the World Cup of 2011, as a uh, a biggest American goal, but yeah. I don't know who that was against, and I can't find. What it that was against like, Brazil. Yeah, I can't find good audio for that, and it looks like everybody's recording off their TV in terms of YouTube. So I didn't want to take a chance.
1: That's a good. That's a good point by Yates, and it's Yates' birthday today. So happy birthday to to Yates. Yates is uh, all of our outro any...
0: music is all uh, his favorite artist. I mean, he has the, the the musician he has the biggest man crush on. I get it's a, Ga- a wonder, Gates' birthday gift from me.
1: I wonder if he has any. Any big birthday plans? Uh,
0: I talked to him earlier somewhat through text and uh, it appears that his biggest plan will be the anticipation of midnight when Hulu introduces the entire series of Seinfeld on their uh, on their, sh- on, their st- on their website.
1: That sounds like a pretty big birthday.
0: You're not a Seinfeld friend. guy. I, why have you not become a Seinfeld guy by the way? How do you not love watch Seinfeld?
1: It. I'm probably going to watch it eventually. It just I don't know. It my dad, whenever I'd go over to his house and, and I would hang out, he'd always be watching it, so I feel like I kind of got burnt out on it before I would ever even have a chance to enjoy it. You know, you're not going to make an eight- or nine-year-old enjoy Seinfeld. So no, no, I'll give I feel you feel like that. I was kind of burnt out on it, so, so I've got a program in the back of my mind. I'm not going to like it, but when everybody, I mean, all my friends talk about how much they like it, I think I probably need to get on board with it.
0: You're getting old enough. I was Seinfeld was out when I was, uh, well, you were just born when Seinfeld came out, but- I was in the eight nine area when Seinfeld was in its prime, and I didn't watch it until I was actually didn't have cable in one of my first apartments, and it would play an hour on uh, WDRB or something. You know how eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock is all the uh, the local channels play syndicated reruns of sitcoms for like two hours a piece, and so on and so forth. And that's when I finally started watching it, and I, I mean, it was it was the second drug I'd ever touched my lips that I was addicted to right away, and I, I I've well, loved Seinfeld ever since.
1: Exciting news! Uh, Brun DMT says you can watch every Seinfeld episode ad free on Seinfeld.me.
0: I did not know. Well, .indie. as of now, Hulu Plus will have it too. So if you do pay, if you don't want to pay the ten dollars a month for Hulu, then you can do that. I didn't know you could go there though. Uh-huh. They had them on Crackle because Seinfeld had a deal with Crackle, but Hulu Plus, I think, paid. I want to say they paid close to like a million dollars an episode or something like it. it was some crazy stat to be able to air this or to be able to. To win the rights to have Seinfeld on their on their, their network or channel or website, whatever it is.
1: Speaking of Crackle, I still haven't watched Sports Jeopardy on Crackle. I, I need to I need to do that because I've heard nothing but good things about it.
0: Yeah, you were supposed to be there. You you uh, you chickened out. I went there in Chicago. You were supposed to be there with me. And I had uh, to work. I had yeah, to work, Trevor. Yeah, yeah, excuses, excuses. I don't want to hear those. You know, uh, I had to work. <laughs> yeah, right. What you didn't have to do anything. You were at home. Don't lie. Uh, you were afraid. You 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 got on. You got the audition, and you 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 choked under the pressure of the thought of maybe meeting Dan Patrick. Unfortunately, he wasn't there. They had a nice young looking young lady that was representing the Sports uh, Jeopardy people. But uh, I unfortunately did not make the cut this year. I will be going back next year, and it does just make me almost feel sick when I watch the uh, Sports Jeopardy shows because the questions on there are so much. Almost I don't. Maybe the pressure of obviously being there. It's easier to say than when I'm watching on my iPad and not laying in bed there'd be no pressure answering the questions, but the questions on the the, the questionnaire, the thirty questions, and uh, you had thirty questions in like three minutes. You had to answer to get onto the show, and they were ten times tougher, I think, than the questions they get on the show itself.
1: Wait, so you, wait, did you, uh, before you settle that you tried out again this year and you didn't make? it? I will
0: it? try. They haven't. I haven't. I uh, haven't been okay. accepted to a tryout yet for the second season.
1: Uh, well, send me a link for that. Maybe I'll do that. But last year was during Peach Jam, and there's obviously no way I was able,
0: going to be able to go to that. And, Peach Jam uh, you know, is like that's I, a big I, recruiting thing. Come on. It's only like the, yeah, it's only the yeah. most well-known AAU event in the, in, the, in the country. And
1: anybody that knows me knows how humble I am. So I, I can I can graciously say, before my time when it comes to sports things, be, be, sports events, championships, great players really before 1991 and even maybe more till before 1996, 1997, I'm not as good Trevor. Now the past five to 10 years, I'm, I'm pretty solid across the board for most things, but not the old stuff. That's where I would, I would not be very good on crackle.
0: You uh, you might've been in trouble at the tryouts. There was some, uh, there was one soccer. It was like I said, it was 30 questions, but it was almost every sport represented. Uh, There was a soccer question. I can't remember exactly how it was worded. I can tell you the answer was England though uh it was it named a uh, named a guy and said he scored the game winner for this team's only world cup this team this country's first world cup win in like 1954 or something like that i think it was and uh there was a question about your red Sox. uh there was uh some baseball questions named the only met to throw a no hitter in franchise history i don't remember that question because it was kind of easy to me i'll let you give you know the answer to that by the way what what was the question name the no hitter Named the only met to throw a no hitter uh, no, I wouldn't know that. Johan Santana. Uh, I'm trying to remember some other. I can't remember oh. the other questions. The, the nicest thing about it that made me feel it easy when I got eliminated was a, they let me have a cool pin, and b, uh, the <laughs> the bachelor was going on uh, at the same hotel we had this tryout. The it was the Westin on Michigan Avenue, really nice hotel, uh, very expensive hotel too. And I stayed there so I wouldn't be late to the tryout, in which I wasn't late, but uh, I was not barely on time. And I, they had the Bachelor there. And I thought I was, when I heard that, I thought, oh, it's going to be a bunch of kind of like hipster dudes with their, you know, collars up. And I'm going to want to, you know, punch like 16 people walking out the door. But it turned out it was for the, the women's version of the Bachelor, not the Bachelorette, but it was the, they were trying out ladies to go on the Bachelor. So it was a cornucopia of short dresses, wonder bras, and ladies that would not give me the time of day if I drugged them. Why didn't you go say hi to them? Oh I did most uh i but I was going to I would have gone up to more more than I should have, but I probably was more afraid of being maced than uh, than anything i felt hmm. i felt like well, will Ferrell that... and the, the the night of the rocks I kept walking around going like what's up what's up what's up what's up it was i was, I was almost an overdose of uh of hitting on women with cheesy pickup lines
1: and one other uh- Brun DMC says it's a lot easier and cheaper to watch soccer on TV than to attend the whole game. I'm assuming people switch back and forth on TV. I'm talking more about the soccer match on, uh, or not the the golf match. Excuse me, not not soccer, golf that rated very very high across the country in the Louisville market earlier uh, or earlier this week slash in the weekend on Saturday. I I'm going to take that. I think Louisville is a, is a professional market. I, I think that any professional team. And I know golf is kind of the opposite of a professional team. We've hosted there's, golf here before. Yeah. No, I know we've, but you know, that's not, and every time Louisville's hosted golf, it's been great mm-hmm. attendances, great ratings. It makes for uh, an electric atmosphere, a great environment. Uh, so agrees. I think any, I think anything, anything you do in Louisville, any professional event or a professional team, which we haven't really had a chance just yet to embrace any of those would be uh, highly attended, successful, and loved by a city that that really wants as much sports as many sports as they can possibly get, and you don't you just you don't get it. You, you get it with Louisville athletics, uh, the soccer team. Louisville City FC is trying to do that now. But you, you just don't get it year round like you do in other places. Well, so you
0: do have the bats I, as an example, and I mean, you could obviously the bats do well in Stop. attendance. Well, no. they do, and then you can go all the way back to when they were the Redbirds. The Louisville Redbirds were the first ever Miley team to accumulate a million uh, million ticket sales. I mean, so they had support. Yeah. I mean, obviously and that was in the mid eighties, but they've always had support yeah. for the major the the AAA team as well, and that's a professional team in in a small way. <laughs>
1: It, it is a professional team technically in terms of the athletes getting paid, and I know Louisville. Even you know, if you want to use that for you, okay, you definitely can't use it against you. Their attendance is be- is not. I don't think it's best in AAA, but it's it's above average. But that's completely different because that's not that's not competitive in a sense where. Yes, they 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 can make a playoff, and yes, they can win a championship. And I think the last time they did was their first year in 2001, uh, when the when the equivalent of the World Series for AAA was suspended after the first or second game because of 9/11.
0: There was a big brawl in that series, by the way, too. That uh, was from uh, it was one of the Bennett brothers, not Allen. I think it was not not Andy Bennett, but Allen Bennett's his little brother, like beating somebody, and it was a huge brawl during the World Series of that event.
1: But it was, it was cut short, and when they cut it, Louisville had the advantage in the series, so they were basically just granted and handed the uh, the championship trophy. But that's not nearly as competitive because all those guys, and I guess maybe you could say the same about Louisville City FC, but uh, to a, not not to the same extent. But all those guys in AAA baseball, they're really close to making major league, uh, especially if they're young. You know, that's that's their next stepping stone, so they're kind of more worried about themselves than competing for a, a league championship. So it's not really the same with the Louisville bats, but all in all, uh, we need a professional team here in Louisville. I don't care what sport baseball, you know, baseball would be kind of different, but we've
0: had a professional baseball, baseball, baseball,
1: soccer, uh, and, uh, you know, and NBA would just be the most ideal. Uh, I, I think it, it would absolutely kill it, but we're going to head to commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk Jamal Murray. We'll talk NBA draft. There's plenty to talk about here on, 1450 the sports bus so stick around
0: up on Main Street they build a highway change its name to Johnson Boulevard up on Thursday down on Friday people like me. Why I think so high Time's been
1: hard from Laredo saying
0: The Sports Talker with TJ Walker.
1: No shirt, no shoes, no, no. no tie no. show.
0: <laughs> presented by Allen Electric. <laughs> She
1: was an American girl Raised up in privacy. She couldn't them We're back here for Team Sports Buzz. Sports Soccer is brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentucky first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. Give them a call 636-HELP for any electrical service. Allen Electric will never leave you in the dark. And Trevor, some big big news about tomorrow's show. You ready for it?
0: I'm sitting down. Hit me.
1: We're going to have UK recording, recruiting coordinator and NFL liaison, Vince Morrow, on the show. Nice. Uh, when people think of Kentucky football and their recruiting success, that is the guy it gets pinned on. Maybe the one of the better recruiters in the SEC, maybe the entire country, uh, will be here on, on 1450, the sports buzz, around 430. Uh, so around this time tomorrow, we'll have him on. Kentucky is uh, having a, a stellar 2016 recruiting effort up to this point. Cash Daniels is a, a big name. He won't be able to specifically talk about Cash Daniels, uh, but it seems likely that the four-star will will pick Kentucky on July 4th. So things are really shaping up for a really good recruiting class for 2016. We'll also ask him some questions about 2015.
0: So that should be pretty exciting. Can we? Can we ask him what the, the definition of an NFL liaison is? <laughs> it, it, I mean, I get tied. I, I look at his bio, and it's uh, you know, tight end position, tight ends, recruiting coordinator, NFL liaison. I'm just curious, what does, what that does that detail?
1: It, that title was given to him not too long ago. And what it means, what I've been told it means is when an NFL team comes to Kentucky, says they want to watch a guy practice, they they want to just talk to a coach about a guy, he's the guy that talks to them. Okay. So he is basically uh, the ambassador for in NFL teams. When an NFL team comes to campus, he's the guy that's going to talk to them, pump up UK players, and and say all the the right things. We can ask him about that tomorrow.
0: Okay. I was just curious. I didn't know about how I could maybe somehow weasel that into my resume in some way. Like can, yeah, I, can, I get, can I get like sports sounds, talker liaison on my resume?
1: You hey, you can do it. It certainly kind of sounds like a made up position. Uh, but it works. And it, it seems endearing for the most part. So uh you you can be the sports the the sports talker with TJ Walker liaison.
0: That's going on that's going on my resume right below, assistant to the assistant manager.
1: <laughs> that's a uh, – uh, a, a big title so you better live up to the hype there uh, what else what else do we have before i wanted to start the show or before i wanted to start this segment uh that's pretty much it Tomorrow's show should be pretty exciting but now we're this is we're going to talk nba draft and like i said it, this is really creeping up on us thursday not too far away and we do also have some uh, still some trade rumors which are exciting uh, to talk about but Terry Rozier, your your guy today, Trevor. He he had some uh, some quotes and uh, that related a little bit to Kentucky, as Sporting News did an article. Uh, Haley O'Shaughnessy, who I'm not familiar with her work all that much, but uh, spoke with Montres Harrell and, and Terry Rozier and Rick Pitino about Louisville potentially adding two more guys to the NBA. And the article kind of was just talking about how there wasn't that many Louisville guys in the NBA, and why is that the case? Because Louisville has had so much success in college basketball over the past few seasons. Uh, But, but, and and Patino said there should have been more guys making the NBA. He also said that there's going to be seven or eight guys on next year's roster that will play in the NBA. That seems a bit generous, in my opinion. Trevor, I don't know about you, uh, but that seems a little bit generous. But the most important quotes came from Terry Rozier when he said that – with louisville not having a lot of players in the nba draft he said that shouldn't be the case but also about louisville not not having as as many ones and duns. terry rozier said rick patino is that kind of person he wants to get to know them he you don't get to know someone genuinely like their life story if you just have them for one year it's not a sincere deal which is
0: the biggest
1: crock of baloney i've ever heard trevor oh first you don't of all get there's know- no
0: way that's the biggest crock of baloney give me another hour on the air with you i'll top that
1: there's no way that you can think you can't get to know somebody in one year of coaching them and is it a little convenient for terry rogier that two is the cutoff if you get to know a guy for two <laughs> years then you really genuinely get to know him but one year oh hell no You'll never get to know somebody in one year. It's two years that you get to know them, which brings up a whole nother point. Looks like Patino's not going to know a few players on his team this year, not genuinely at least. He might, you know, at least be able to scratch the surface on who they are. He might get to, uh, you know, know what their favorite colors are, but he's never going to get to know exactly what they stand for. What I mean, what a stupid (laughs) thing to say, Trevor.
0: I don't know if I'd say it's a stupid thing to say. It was clearly, I mean, obviously a shot. I mean, it's – but nonetheless, I mean, of course – but he's not lying, I and mean, you're going to know someone better if you had him for two years than you would one year. Is that not the truth? I mean, if you date a woman for the a first year, by the second year, you're starting to realize that, you know, she farts more in bed than she did in the first year.
1: I'm not saying you can't learn more about a person, but trust me, if I date somebody for a year, I'm going to know who they are as a person. You can't, you can't hide yourself as a person for a year. You you just can't, and especially a year with these basketball players. You don't think Calipari knows who John Wall was. You don't think he knows who Carl Anthony Towns was. He has seen that guy every day for the last nine months, virtually every day. I mean, maybe there was an exception here and there when John Calipari is out recruiting. But you see those guys every single day.
0: There's no way you you don't know who they are. So what happens if something happens uh, in terms of uh, allegations involving – a player, and I'm not saying this with the cow, but any other coach, and something happens, and the coach says, "I had no idea what was going on." Then how do they? Is that because they only had him for a year? If they had them for a year, how could they not know stuff was going on? Stop. I'm just stop. That's, com-
1: that's comical.
0: Well, thank it's you. Comical, I try. So- I try to make people laugh on a regular basis. So
1: you're saying that if if. <laughs> If you have a guy for a year and then it ends up something happening, he was taking money. Maybe you didn't know because you didn't know him as a person, but there's no way you'd ever get allegations about somebody after two or three or four years. True. Is that what you're hinting at? Okay. Well, that's, so that's so just silly. if is mean, John Wall so
0: well, he, how do you not know he didn't take his t- SATs? Let's well, just, let's not. You mean Derek Rose? Oh, that was Derek Rose. That's right. Yeah. John Wall didn't do the SATs. My bad. Wrong point guard.
1: Good try, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop. NCAA cleared. We don't have to get into this, but NCAA, I, NCAA cleared Derrick Rose. So if uh, you know, I I, I wanted well, to. The NCAA wanted,
0: cleared him, then it's all good. He must be.
1: I, I wanted. To, I wanted to make an analogy, but yeah, you know what? Whatever. I'll do it. But you know, Trevor, say back in your prime. Yeah, hopefully you wouldn't do this now. But say back when you were in college, you met a girl at the bar that told you uh, that she was twenty-one, so you could buy her a drink, and then. It turns out she wasn't twenty one and in the and you got in trouble for it well, on that case, yeah, you'd probably get in trouble for it because you know you said that, but what if a cop came up to you and said, "You know what she is twenty one you can buy her a drink, go for it, and then as soon as you bought her a drink, they came back and said, "Just kidding, we didn't mean
0: that you're in trouble, big guy. Well, it's called entrapment. that wouldn't be very fair, would it I believe wouldn't be fair I believe it's called entrapment if I'm not mistaken, but uh, no, that would not be fair well, at all. They-
1: Well, it seems like what what the NCAA did with Derrick Rose seemed a lot like entrapment. Saying that he was gonna be able to play and then coming back after the season and saying, "Well, wait a minute, maybe not." Uh, But you know, if Derrick Rose didn't take his his ACT, then he probably deserved to get in trouble for it. But it's kind of the NCAA's fault, in my opinion, for originally clearing him and not having their ducks in a row. But that's neither here nor there. And just like we always do on this show, we're a little off topic.
0: This, this, this article was another example of Louisville taking shots at at Calipari in Kentucky. I mean, it's it's clear that there is uh, animosity, especially on one side, maybe more than the other, towards the the rival, whether it be east or west of of the university.
1: And Rick Pitino said, "We're a different program than certain people. We don't have one." <laughs> We don't have one and done. I'm not against one-and-dones, but the guys we need are like Montrez and Terry, ranked in the top 60, and they need a year or two to develop, then move on.
0: And Terry would have been technically a junior <laughs> if he had come straight out of high school in somewhat defense, because he did do one year at, uh, at Hargrave, what would have been his technically his freshman year in college. So he was a little more mature. Who do you think I'm he's sorry. talking about, by the way, in certain people? I wonder, I wonder who he's yeah. referring to. Do you, you think he's talking about Bill Self in Kansas? Think he's got, he's think so he's, subtle.
1: He's, <laughs> he's so subtle. I have no idea. But here's the... Uh, and, and Louisville missed on Antonio Blankney. But if you... And this kind of goes what we were talking about yesterday, Trevor, when I was saying, guess what, 16 and 17 and 18-year-old kids think very highly of themselves and think that they can do anything by themselves. But if you are even if you are a top 60 recruit and especially an Antonio Blankney who ended up decommitting for Louisville, who was a five-star and, and even VJ King, who's a five-star. Yeah. Why would you read that comment, read that quote and say, you know what? This is the place I need to be.
0: What are, are, you, are you basically, would, I mean,
1: even if you're Bettino. Why would you say that?
0: So when you, but you're, is what, well, your argument is, is, is if I'm the, a five-star kid film my name blank to get little, and Louisville recruiting me. And I feel like I am a one and done player. And I read a comment like that. Are you saying that I should just dismiss Louisville because clearly they don't want people who assume that they're one and done, or even are one and done players?
1: Stop trying to spin it. I, I'm if sorry. I'm, if I think I can be, if I think I can be a one and done player, and if I'm a top 60 recruit, I at least have a pipe dream where I do. I don't go to Louisville after reading that quote. And if you were smart, nobody should. If he flat out says we don't do one and done players. I would say, okay, well, I want to go to a place where a coach is confident that he can develop me enough in one year. Yeah, I get I've got a lot to work on, and I get that it might take a few years, but if a coach isn't confident that he can get me there after a year, then why should I be confident enough that he's going to be able to get me in two or three years? It's a silly thing for Patino to say, and, and despite Louisville having a lot of recruiting success right now, it may not be something he wants to – it may not be something, it may be something he looks back on and regrets.
0: He did say he's not against one and does. He just he prefers guys who don't come in with the attitude that they are a one and done. I don't think he's saying that he do, he doesn't want you if you are a one and done. I think he's saying that he he doesn't want you to come in with the attitude that I am one and done, regardless of I've done nothing on the court on a collegiate level.
1: But the guys we need are Montrez and Terry, ranked in the top sixty, and they need a year or two to develop.
0: Well, top sixty—that that's one through sixty. That's a pretty wide range of uh, players to. To recruit? Terry Rogier
1: said, you don't get to know someone genuinely, like their life story, if he's just been with them one year. It's not a, sin- sin- not a sincere deal.
0: Well, I, that, first of all, I don't think you can know someone completely sincerely if you're even with them for three years, more than likely. I mean, you'll know them, but you're not going to know their life story, probably. Then again, I guess there's well, people I know their life stories, and I've never met them.
1: Well, I, you know, I feel... I really feel bad for Trey Lewis and Damian Lee at Louisville who are, are going guns. are going to be who are going to be mystery men for the
0: Cards. Well, hopefully, we have to get to know them very quickly then. No, maybe no. It's any-
1: impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't have those guys for a year and get to know them. Well, maybe- what are you going to do as a Louisville fan when you are going to have these? The you know they could be murderers for all you know, Trevor. And you are going to be rooting them on because you don't get to know them after a year. Well, you you're I- starting to see how silly it sounds.
0: No, I understand, I, and I get it. Does sense, and it was clearly a shot at Kentucky. I mean, there was no doubt about it. It was a shot at Kentucky, but it and it does get a little old trying to defend the uh, Napoleon complex that some that that Louisville tries to throw out there, whether it be someone in Louisville's organization with the program or someone just a fan of the team, because they kind of not, not that I have any problem with the whole L one C four thing. Even though I'm not a huge fan of the whole motto. I, I do the, the, what it stands for. I, I do get, and I kind of like. But there's no reason to keep concerning yourself on what's going on east of here. I mean, there really isn't. I mean, just let them do the thing. Let, 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 that's all. I mean, you want to make fun of them for falling short of an undefeated season to, the, to their other their fellow fans because you, you, you are not a fan of their team? That's fine. You know I'm all for little jabbing and poking fun at your rivals in a good sense of humor. But at some points, like in interviews like this, just let it go. There's no reason to keep poking the bear because it's not going to do any point. It just kind of gives you a Napoleon complex, and from the from a perspective from outside of of the people that know you best.
1: Well, I'm glad as a, uh, I guess I could call you a reasonable Louisville fan. I, I don't know. I may re- I may regret only that when later. I'm, the only show when saying I'm that. I'm sober. I, I'm glad you admitted that. My only thing it'll the and the funny thing is if, if Louisville. If Kentucky wasn't Kentucky and John Calipari wasn't the coach there with as many one and duns as he's had, I am curious if Louisville fans would feel as as against one and duns as they do. And the answer would be no, right?
0: No, I think it would be not they, as they would, much. They would be all, they, I think they would still be against them a little bit because it. we've been burned by them so much, we being Louisville again.
1: Yeah, maybe so. I, I just
0: You got to think. Name some of the uh, guys that Louisville's had that have been recruited that, that were considered possible one-and-dones, like – a. a you know, Samardo Samuels, who ended up being two-and-done, and not that he underachieved, but was not as fulfilling. Louisville fans, I don't think, were felt, felt as fulfilled when he, you know, he left. And maybe they should have been. Or Derek Character, who was considered possibly one-and-done. Uh, I don't want to say Earl Clark would have been a on one-and-done. He, McDon- he was a pretty high prospect coming out of high school. But, I mean, just names like that are guys that have been considered possibly one-and-dones <laughs> that have come to Louisville and have not really – panned out Shane the way exactly. Nothing than two more names right there that were McDonald's all Americans. Any, anybody that's a, that high of a recruit, even if you don't maybe think they're a one and done, can be considered a one and done, especially in today's day and age where uh, one and done's are guys that probably don't need to be one and done.
1: Even further on to that point is I, I say, I would read Rick Pitino's quote about uh, him, you know, wanting to, Top sixty players and having them for a year to two to develop them, I, I say if I was a, a potential one and done player, that should scare me off. But really, if you look at Patino's track record, that should probably be the that should probably be the thing that really scares you off.
0: What because yeah. because of the lack of uh, the, 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 the the lack of players in in the NBA compared to Kentucky, is that what you're saying? Are you saying that no, because I mean, I, I, they I don't I, I, have as I, I, many players in the NBA as some other schools, whether it be Kentucky or someone else, that, that he can't produce NBA talent?
1: has nothing to do with Kentucky. I'm talking about just the fact that if you think you're a one-and-done player and you look at Patino's track record, that should scare you off. Not just those quotes that he's saying, because that should scare you off too. His track record of not having any true bona fide one and duns that go to the league and have been overly successful.
0: That's not good because there's probably about about of maybe probably 80% of the kids that come out of high school think they're one and duns are probably not one and duns they, they may think they're going to be a one and done, but they ain't going to be a one and done.
1: Yeah, but you should still have the attitude that you're going to be, and and Kentucky fans have debated this themselves, but you should still have the attitude that you could be a one and done. Yeah, I mean, You want that out that of depends. one of your players. I they, think
0: that's a double-edged sword. They,
1: I think it should be. Uh, we're going to have to commercial break here on 1450 the Sports Buzz. There's there's even a little more UK Louisville. We're in the we're in the dead heat of summer here, but there are, there is some more Louisville Kentucky trash talk it that gets we're going to get to. So sticky outside
0: TJ, it makes everybody uh, want to poke fun at the uh, rival.
1: Fires people up. So we'll be right back here on 1450 the Sports Buzz. They got a new Mercy. A new Grace. Street corner preach with the anger face He got 2 years out.
0: Good behavior back in the neighborhood Working for the city There's two old ladies in a junkie mountain out You can see for sure his work is
1: cut out He walks through the shadow Won't fear his neighbor. Back in the neighborhood Working for the city
0: You're listening to The Sports Talker with TJ Walker. I got robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart. I didn't even see it. Come on. <laughs>
1: We're back here 1450, the sports buzz on a Tuesday afternoon. You were just. You came into
0: some Michael Jackson there? So you, 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 you uh, took a little longer to start talking this time.
1: I, I was kind of enjoying the music a little too much. Well, I, remember I, the I kinda, time
0: by Michael Jackson?
1: I kind of got caught up. Uh, while we. This is going to be a short segment. So, Trevor, why don't we, why don't we get a little political? I mean, <laughs> nothing's ever gone wrong when people have talked politics on the radio, right? No,
0: no. I, have, I tell you what, let's do half political, half religion.
1: <laughs> that sounds good to me. Uh, in, in a serious note, you, you've heard a lot of people talk about in South Carolina the Confederate flag. Trevor, why don't you weigh in on this? You're gonna get your you're gonna get your uh, 15 seconds here.
0: Uh, it's wait, one I don't listen. I don't approve of it too much, but I sometimes think. I mean, the I, one I'm, I'm obviously the North, but. I mean, if they want to, if, if South Carolina wants to hang it, you know, I have really no problem with it because I don't think the, the Confederate flag just completely symbolizes racism. I think a lot of uh, ridiculous groups like uh, Aryans and KKK and just utter morons who are completely three hundred years lost in time could use it as that symbol. And I don't think it completely means that symbol. It does represent the South, which I know did have slavery, which is not a good thing, obviously, but. And clearly, I'm glad they lost. But I don't see, I don't think it should be used as a complete symbol. I mean, if that kid had used a had a picture of himself with an American flag, would we request to have that taken down at every place? That being said, I don't, ha, it really doesn't bother me if they want to take it down, but I could see where South Carolina would want to keep it up. One thing that did bother me that they did, and I think it does kind of mute, mute all the uh, my defense of them, is they left it at, at full mass during the. The day after, why not bring it halfway down that I thought was a bad move by South Carolina and did not help anyone's cause at that state in wanting to keep that flag at their state capitol.
1: I agree with that hundred percent that if they if people down there care that much about it why it's almost like you were like trying to cause a scene by not at least lowering it to half mass after such a tragedy yeah. had occurred just a day prior here's my and. I'm going to tell a little story here after I say this, but here's my only, it, my only, only issue with it is it shouldn't have taken what had happened in Charleston to to spark up this issue. Yeah. Now the fact of the matter is it did, so they were, you know, here we are. But that thing has been flying in Columbia, South Carolina, the state capitol for uh, you know I think since the 60s or 50s. It's nothing. It's really for people down there, it's nothing new, and for people that have visited Columbia. You hear about it, you're surprised about it. Uh, you, you have an opinion one way or the other on whether or not you should uh, you should have it there or you should not have it there. This, I just I, I hate the fact that it took the loss of nine innocent lives for this conversation to get sparked up because that itself shouldn't you know that doesn't necessarily correlate to the because in Confederate flag. Exactly, now yes, you did have a racist go and and perform a terror you know acts of terrorism against a community, but that flag has been there for such a long time. so here but here here's a story and a young, naive sports talker with TJ Walker who was uh, you know there's no other words to say besides you know misinformed and uh, not not nearly educated enough in one of my early years of college, got into a debate with some other media members, UK media members, about whether or not you should be able, you, you, you could wear a Confederate flag, fly a Confederate flag, have one off your truck, whatever you may be, and it automatically means you're a racist. And I, I you know, I, I fought very hard in that argument to say that a Confederate flag doesn't automatically associate with racism. You shouldn't judge people because they have that. Uh, It's not as bad as you think it is. For some people, I'm sure it is, but not for everybody. And to a certain extent, Trevor, I still believe maybe there's some people that have the right intention of just believing maybe in in the most – pure way of their their heritage and, and not necessarily resulting in slavery maybe there's some people but i've really done a 180 on this issue and i really think the, the confederate flag needs to be banned in the united states and needs to be associated with rebellion more than a heritage
0: thing well if that's the uh, case the american flag can be considered the same way in terms of rebellion though
1: yeah, but that's, but that's who we are. As a people, we rebelled, and it paid off, and now we have what has been considered by most, and by myself, the greatest country in the world. Now, if the, if the Civil War had gone differently, and the South wanted to fly their Confederate flags over the Confederate states of America, then, yeah, you know, fly it. Fly, you know, that's, that's fine. But they tried to defy our country, they, and they, they, they started a war, and they lost. You know, so props to them for standing in what they believed in, but they've also failed, and now it kind of looks like they are... The more I think about it, the more I study the history of the Confederate flag, It, I don't really think it has a place in, in America in present day. And a lot of people get offended by it. So I'm not saying just because somebody gets offended by anything, like you kind of mentioned, Trevor, it, any, anything nowadays can offend somebody. Yeah. So I'm not saying that's a reason in itself, but you have a a very large large part of American of the American population that feels segregated and I, that, that 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 feels sad, I guess would be a word uh, to use when they see the Confederate flag. So that in itself maybe is all that considered. You take all that into consideration maybe that in itself is enough to remove it. Uh, but like I said, I do hate that it, it comes down to such a terrible tragedy to make people realize that, hey, maybe we shouldn't be doing that.
0: Well, some people just are, I mean, it's kind of the fact that it symbolizes with slavery and, and racism is, is incorrect to me. I mean, it, yes, it was obviously the flag of, of a part of a war that of the side of the South, which was fighting not just to keep slavery. It was also there was a lot more to do with the Civil War other than just slavery. But that was a huge part of it. But it just, it doesn't make, a flag doesn't make a racist. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I sent a picture to somebody, a friend of mine, a, one of my friends who is black, and it was funny, I went to a gas station around the corner from here, and I'm sitting, walking out, and something I thought I'd never see was a black guy pulls up in a, in a pickup truck, and he had a Confederate flag on the, on the front license plate. And some people look at it as a representation of their southern roots and being proud to be a southerner, more than just racism in itself. I think it's gotten kind of lost over the last, you know, maybe 100 years that it, it's more of a symbol of racism. And I think that's to do with mostly racist idiots that are morons and be morons whether they showed that flag or not, kind of gave it that rap. I'm not saying it should be hanging. I I'm, I'm no problem with them taking it down. But if a southern state wants to show its pride in being a southern state, it, not, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean they're racist to me.
1: I, I, again, it doesn't automatically mean I'm. It's racist to me, but I, I think I have turned where. I mean, I'm not going to
0: wear it, but I mean, I'm you, not going. If you if
1: if you confidently fly a Confederate flag or confidently wear one around, you should know you're you're going to offend people. And if you have that mindset where you're okay doing that, then I don't think that's right. You know, I, I, I'm trying to. I was trying to think about something myself. Political that maybe would offend people that I would do, uh, but I, I really can't think of anything. But, well, you know, what if you were a Redskins fan and you, you constantly were uh, very aggressive and wanted to wear shirts that, that said Redskins and had the Redskins logo on it? I, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to offend people just for the fact of trying to offend them. Uh, my suggestion, if you actually do believe in your, your Southern pride, and maybe you do believe in the Confederate flag, or you you believe that's a good symbolic, uh, a symbolic, symbol. a sim. You know, not a symbolic symbol, but something symbolic that you can that you can use to kind of showcase where you stand in this country. But you you're not a racist, which I'm sure there's plenty of people that aren't. Then just just be very proud of your your state flag, well, and so that in why itself. Can, why can't I sp- show that
0: pride by lot, using my state flag or my my Confederate flag? Then. You know, someone else, I mean, what if someone else uses an American flag and offends me? Should we stop using American flags? I mean, that's where the politically correctness kind of annoys me at this point and where we are a little bit. I'm not saying I, if for one who's a smoker, I mean, I, you know, I choose to smoke, but it may annoy some other people. Why should I be shunned like a leper because I chose to smoke and someone else didn't? Well,
1: I, and you know what, Trevor? Uh, That's why I said we have to be careful of just because of something, if just because of something offends some person, that doesn't necessarily give it a reason to outlaw it or ban it. But guess what? If uh, a large majority of the country was against the American flag for some reason, and guess what? As a country, we haven't been perfect either. Uh, And, you know, I, I I could have a whole other radio show on some of the reasons how we haven't been perfect. But... If somebody if the, if the majority of the country was offended by the American flag, then then maybe we do need to figure something out. Now we're not at that point right now. Uh, so and even Steve Spurrier had said that he is and uh, he supports the governor's decision to remove the Confederate flag from the Capitol. So my only, if you really like the Confederate flag and you think it stands up for, you know, you don't, you don't use it to represent your thoughts on slavery and uh, African Americans, but you do think it symbolizes maybe some southern pride. Your your state flag if you're in the South in the South should do just that fine in terms of what your state stands for, uh more of a laid back lifestyle. So I, I do think we need to get rid of it. And I have done a 180 on it. Now so we're talking about a government to, uh,
0: office though. Government office is a little different than putting it in Joe you know, Joe the Plumber's front yard. I mean the Joe the Plumber once hanging in his front yard, I have no problem with it. I mean, I hope it's not due to, like as I said, racism and more just the southern pride. And sometimes it, it unfortunately is with the the first and the, then the second more often than not. But when you're talking about a government, the the state capital, at that point, make it a vote. I mean, give it. Let the people decide. Put a vote out there. Say, listen, we're going to have a vote. If you all want it down, we'll bring it down. And if the majority wins, that's the beauty of being in the United States of America. The majority speaks. Don't let, no, don't let the Twitter question, just make your decision for you though.
1: But but the bigger question is do you let it be a state vote or should be should it be a you know,
0: should it be a nationwide vote? It should be a state vote. Do you live in that state?
1: Yeah, it, but you have plenty of people visiting your state too, and you don't mm-hmm. want to offend those
0: people. They don't want to come visit and they don't need to come visit.
1: I guess, you know, that's a good point. And also if you're if you're against it so much, you you do have the right move out of that state if, yeah. if that's the way you feel you can i, I don't like west
0: them. virginia and that's why i don't go there as much as i avoid it as much as possible i don't like They're, memphis so the, i don't go there
1: i i you know i i, I kind of wanted to play devil's advocate but I, I do think you're right in that sense right in that sense but you know if south carolina did have, did have a state vote and the majority of the state thought that they should keep it up there uh that that would be that would be telling and be incredibly unfortunate. Uh, but we need to head to a commercial break here on 1450, the Sports Puzz. We'll be right back.
0: Like a freight train Bearing down on me from a thousand miles away Well, it came and gone it kept rolling Laying up all night with my test, ain't my this
1: Yeah, I don't want to see you again.
0: I don't want to feel your breath. You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker. Took the restrictor plate off, give the red dragon a little more juice. But uh, let's keep that on the down low. It's not exactly street legal. Hey, Mike. Presented by Allen Electric.
1: We're back here. 1450, the sports buzz. Clay 116 said, if you're a proud southerner, fly an SEC flag or wear an SEC (laughs) shirt, that's actually something to be proud of. Or if you're a proud Southerner and you're from a Southern state, you can just fly your state flag, like I said. You think that's a good idea,
0: just to wear an SEC shirt? I, I like the SEC shirt idea. I think that's pretty clever. I, I, would, I would go with that over, over the state flag. Who flies their state flag? I mean, I know what Kentucky's state flag looks like. I'm not going to act like you, and I know you know, too, because you're, uh, you're, you got a nice, you're like me. Uh, you enjoy history, especially. And I believe you said you were a history major, I think, at in, in UK, if, if I'm not correct, but. Uh, minor Minor, okay Minor, major It was Again, with was an M But, uh, I mean no, Who hangs their state flag, really? I mean Have you, have you ever been anywhere dri- I mean, you, you drive a lot You, you travel a good amount as, as do I And I travel on the road Majority More often than not 99% of the time More than flying So I mean Have you ever seen anyone With a state flag In their front yard Hanging From their car Little, little car flags Have you ever seen that Anywhere in any state You've ever been in? Other than maybe driving yes. past the Capitol? no, there are, I see state flags in Kentucky all the time. Really, we have a
1: you ever come over, you you ever come over to the Sports Talker Studio down in, in my basement, and you'll see a Kentucky state flag right on the wall. Now, there.
0: that I believe because you're a proud Kentuckian. You are. So I mean, and, and you want to hang the state flag, but what if the state flag of Kentucky was considered a symbol of racism? Would you be okay? Then with I taking-
1: wouldn't fly. Then I then I, will, I I'd have to. I'd have to hear the reasons why. I'd have to think critically for myself i'd have to do some research on it and then i'd make a decision for myself but if if the majority of the country thought it was then i would think the same thing now luckily we've got a pretty i i I, you know i love kentucky more than anybody but i i'm not a big fan our state flags kind of i don't i'm not a big fan of it it's got too much going
0: on it's got what's the one with the the seal on it correct and it blue with the seal yes okay
1: yes it's not, it's, it's not got cool the, like the
0: Oregon State flag, which has a symbol on both sides of it, by the way, which I believe is the only state flag to have a symbol on both sides.
1: It's it's got the uh, a frontiersman and a pioneer. It's got a, a pioneer or frontiersman shaking the hands of a a politician, uh, and then it says "United We Stand, Divided We Fall," which I'm okay with that. You know, it's 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 not terrible. I just it, yeah, I it, it could be better, but that's okay. That's what we got, and I'm 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 proud of it. So. Uh, you you, you roll with the punches there. Uh, speaking of rolling with the puncher punches, what do you make of this uh, this Diddy story coming out of UCLA?
0: First of all, get out of my head. I, I was I was I wanted to bring. If you weren't going to bring this up, I was going to transition it in some way to Diddy as well to be more of a light uh, lightful subject. This is hilarious to me, especially from someone. One, I'm I, I just wish I could have been like been a fly on the wall to see him stuck in a UCLA. Lockdown with some like fraternity kids that just got busted for cherry bombing a, a a woman's locker room toilet. I mean, that that itself would have been hilarious, and it's what he deserves. I mean, come on, you're gonna one. This not even touched the surface of attacking a, a coach with a kettle ball in itself, though. Even though if anyone's gonna attack a strength coach like if Diddy's gonna attack anybody, probably needs to have a weapon because I don't think he really strikes fear into anyone's heart except maybe someone much shorter than him, and I doubt those are few and far between. But, I mean, the guy's yelling at your kid. He's a coach. I mean, you're, really, don't, don't, you're going to be that parent. You're going to be that guy that's going to sit there. I've, from someone who's worked heavily in Little League and has been attached to high school sports, I've watched. I, I've seen I, more and more times how parents just are the most annoying people who always know what's best for the kid. And I know it's your kid. But you you trust him to one he's an adult by this point anyway the kid's eighteen he's not a kid he's an adult he he's, he can go fight for this country he can make his own decisions to play at UCLA and if he decides to play at a place where a coach is going to yell at him for underperforming and he's a junior and barely used junior clearly he probably deserves to get yelled at for his performances then don't don't intervene don't don't step in don't sit there you know I don't see your dad yelling, coming in and attacking Brett Dawson if he yells at you for miss you know, misspelling a few words or using some bad grammar in an article. And I'm sure he does yell at you because Brett's probably a pretty rough boss. But, I mean, that's just ridiculous. He gets what he deserves going to, and he gets deserved for looking like a moron that he is. And hopefully this maybe will maybe stop him from also soiling the the hip-hop music genre that he ruined to begin with in the late 90s by issuing in the whole bling-bling era. Now, the last 10 years I've had to listen to rappers, this thing, generic to generic internet beats about how they have money and fame and they like to make it rain, and I didn't mean to rhyme there, but I did.
1: Well said, and you, <laughs> you kind of touched on it during that rant. I don't uh, like Diddy. That guess. <laughs> his his son Justin Combs. I'm sure his son is a is a fine guy. I mean, I don't know that for sure. I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. Uh, but he probably shouldn't even be playing football at UCLA. Uh, he was a two star on Rivals. He 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 had some better offers than most two stars have, including one from Illinois and one from Virginia and one from UCLA, and those were his best three. Uh, But you have to think maybe he got some of those offers because of
0: his TJ's mic going out for a minute. Will hopefully connect. To conditioning
1: me. coach for UCLA could have been is. seriously injured if not killed by this attack. So uh, I hope Diddy serves some time, and I hope he gets some help because that seems like what he needs more than anything. I will say um, but, this about the that gentleman here: the,
0: the, the guy he attacked. Though I don't know if you noticed this, he is the same gentleman yep. who was uh, kicked out of the NFL recently for trying to trip a uh, Miami Dolphin pl- uh, gunner on a uh, on a punt attempt, which was which deserves to get you kicked out of the NFL. That just has no business in the game whatsoever. It is no business in any sport doing something like that. So I'm not saying that – but that doesn't defend Diddy for thinking he should attack someone for young as kid. The guy may be a complete a-hole. He probably is. He's a strength and condition coach. He's probably all roided out for all I know. But that doesn't mean – that you as a parent have the right to intervene with his coaching ability because that's his coaching. He doesn't come to the studio and tell you not to make crappy music again or rip off another yeah. 80s sample song.
1: Yeah, it's it, – he, he was saying it was self-defense, so we'll, there will be more details to the story. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. And some other we, – we talked about Terry Rogier and his shots fired at at Kentucky, with his comments that you can't get to know somebody in one year, which is just uh, again just pure baloney. Uh, Patrick Toll's tweeted out or tweeted out an Instagram picture today that he can't wait for another shot at these guys, and it was actually a really cool picture. It was him and Gerard Holloman face to face. looked like Pat Patrick Toll's was about ready to butt heads with them. Uh, so talking about he can't wait to get another shot at Louisville. Uh, you're right, Trevor. It must be this heat of this summer heat that's getting people a little fired up.
0: It's a day. It gets you cranky. You get out there in that humidity and that that stickiness. It's bound to make somebody a little bit more uh, a little more cranky, which is not good for me when I drive home in a car with no air conditioning and someone who has road rage to begin with.
1: It's uh, thing. It's I like the rivalry, and a lot of Louisville media members uh, were were very bothered by this attempted smack talk at Patrick Tolles. Here's the thing. If, I, a few, th- I like it because it's fun. This is what you want in the summer. But a few things. One, you're not going to get – Patrick Toll's isn't going to get a face Holloman again. So you can't wait for a shot at these guys, but you're not going to get a shot at that guy. Uh, two, Holloman had a pretty good game against you.
0: <laughs> Holloman had Three, a pretty good season in general.
1: Yeah, I know. I, and But it kind of capped off in that last game against Kentucky. Three – Tolls didn't have a great game against Louisville. And four, you lost, and you've lost a few years in a row. So it, it, it may have been silly for him to do that, but here, here's what I do like about it, is it really worked up Louisville media members, uh, which is funny that they get so involved in, 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 in smack talk. I, I mean, bona fide smack talk. This wasn't a subtle shot or anything like that. Patrick Tolles saying, hey, I can't wait for another shot to play Louisville. Good. He should he, he should be anxious for another shot. Uh, so I like it. it kind of stirs the pot. Not a lot going on this summer, and it, it really is an awesome picture. Really, really cool picture of, uh, of two, two players, one that has already left his mark on Louisville and um, maybe even just college football for a single season, and Patrick Toll's hoping to, to do the same thing really in both regards, but especially leave his mark on U.K. football. I like it. Let the, let the smack-talking commence. Now, this used to be a staple, uh, of the U.K. football rivalry where during the summer it was 100% fact you were going to get smack talk uh, between the players, not between the fans because you get that year-round, not necessarily between the coaches. You get that from time to time, but 100% between the players because it was the first game of the year, maybe the third game of the year, and there was nothing else going on. Now, now that it's the last game, we'll see if that continues. I know Patrick Toll is trying to throw a little gasoline on that fire, Trevor, but I like it. This is what a rivalry is supposed to be. Uh, let, let the kids do what they want to do, whatever they need to do to fire up their own team, and coincidentally, it's going to fire up the other team.
0: Listen, you're not going to get me to play devil's advocate in terms of trash talking. I, you know, as long as it's in good fun. I mean, I don't want them, I don't want, you know, I'm not condoning someone, you know, putting a picture of them, you know, doing something. Inappropriate to another picture of the player's mother or something. I don't, I'm not, you know, condo, or, you know, yeah. doing, you know, burning a Louisville flag or something. I don't, I'm not condoning that, but you know, to poke fun, and say I can't wait to get another piece of them. I you know, just stuff like that. I, you know, I live for that. I love that, and it, it's what makes having a rival and having someone that you just. You don't like because they you know, they they they, they 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 ruin your season sometimes or you can ruin their season. That that I love about sports. That's my one of my favorite things about sports. That that's the, right below winning a championship is ruining the season of the team that you despise the most.
1: That's I I agree. I agree. I'm excited of it. I'm excited about it. It gives you something to kind of talk about during the summer, at least get you maybe a little more fired up because Although it is late June and, and before we know it, it's going to be early July and Fourth of July, uh, we're still we're still a long way away from football season. And, you know, you still have to go all the way through July, all the way through August, and it's not until we get into September, so until we start to see um, the helmet strapped on and the football flying around. Um, but do, let, let's turn our do, we're going to learn more before, about this. I'm sure
0: before we slide over to uh, probably uh, doing a little Jamal Murray, maybe. Update uh, hopefully from uh, this side, south of the uh, Canadian border, which would be more accurate. Uh, Yates on his uh, on his birthday day wanted to know if uh, if the tolls information worked up. Louisville fans the same way Rogier worked got you worked up.
1: Uh, no, it, and I, you know when I was kind of saying that, I was kind of thinking the same thing. But tolls, it it was just a a blatant. Hey, I want to play these guys again uh rogier's was just a stupid thing to say and i and i and i listed out the reasons where maybe patrick toll shouldn't have said that yeah but even in that like you mentioned trevor it's in good fun i don't really think terry rogier's was in good fun because sadly i think he actually believes that you can't get to know a guy in one year and it, it's louisville does things the right way unfortunately Uh, which is not the case. You can do things the right way by having guys for one year, and you look at John Walls, you look at DeMarcus Cousins, you look at Carl Anthony Towns, you look at Anthony Davis. I promise you John Calipari has just a fine relationship with those people. So his was, I don't know, he kind of went a baby way about it in a very subtle way saying that when, like you said, he was clearly talking about the school to the east where Patrick Toll said, hey, we want that school from the west. I want to play him again. I want to do it right now. Uh, so There's
0: no subtlety to his
1: exactly. So that's what, that's why it, it's different. And I, and I didn't see UK media members get worked up about it. I have a radio show where I've got to talk about stuff. And I just wanted to talk about kind of how stupid it was for him to say that. And I mentioned the reasons why it might've been goofy for Patrick tolls to say what he said, but it's still fun because it's a rivalry and that's the stuff you want to see. It would have, you know, if Terry Rogier had flat out said, Hey, guess what? Uh, Kentucky, I don't think doing the one-and-done is the, is the best thing for a program or for a player. Now, that would have been more interesting, and that would have taken some guts. Instead, he kind of uh, kind of danced his way around it. Uh, I am going to give a short Jamal Murray up, uh, update. Sadly, there's not a ton of update. We're going to talk more about it tomorrow because we're going to really lead into his decision. Uh, the decision is supposed to be at 6 o'clock. It will not be on ESPNU. Uh, so we'll have tomorrow's show to talk about it. Kentucky still hopeful. Uh, which maybe isn't what you want UK to be saying right now. If you're a Cats fan, hopeful maybe not the word. I think confident would be a better word. But they're not. They're hopeful. They're not sure. They haven't been told one way or the other. Uh, it's not like they have a silent commitment. It's not that they've been told that Oregon will be the choice yet. They don't really know. And they didn't think that the choice was going to come today on Tuesday after the uh, excuse me after that initial report. So they're still sitting around waiting for themselves. I was told today that they just can't wait for the decision to be over with one way or the other. That way they can focus on their team. If if he decides to go to Oregon, they can they can buckle up with what they have, start figuring out who's going to play the 3, this and that. And or the on the flip side, all right, they get him, great. Now we've got maybe 3 of 3 of the top six point guards in the country, three of the top 10 point guards in the country on the same team. We're going to be able to make this work. Now let's start finding out how. So one way or the other, Kentucky's ready to move on. So that's what I've been told, um, and we'll see. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. NBA draft news, it seems like Willie Cauley-Stein is starting to uh, fall in some of the the mock drafts after being considered maybe a top eight, maybe even a top five pick. Uh, there's some cur- concerns about his foot. Well, Kyle Tucker of the Courier-Journal, who's been on the show here a time or two, uh, spoke with Willie Cauley-Stein about some of those concerns and whether or not they're legitimate, Uh, asked about should his ankle be, should that be something the team should worry about. He said that you should talk to the Miami Heat. Uh, I was just kissing the rim for them on Monday, Uh, which is just a typical Willie Cauley-Stein quote. He's He's one of the best quotes in the world. That being said, I'm still—I've said on the show a, a ton of times, Trevor. I'm not—I'm not super high on Willie Cauley because I do think he has some offensive limitations, but I wouldn't pass on him because of the injury. No, he I hurt w- his foot in March of 2014 and just played a, a an entire year and had no issues.
0: I wouldn't pass on him for the, his foot for a possible injury that could, if, if it is, uh, would hamper him maybe for a rookie year. Uh, If I'm passing on him, it's exactly what you said, his offensive limitations. And the fact that, I mean, I think he can be a a decent role player in the NBA, but nowhere near an impact player. Uh, And right now, he's actually has has fallen Draft Express, who I I check almost regularly, especially this time of year, have for the first time, I think, in easily maybe a year, have Willie Cauley-Stein outside the top ten. And not only do that, they have the Pacers taking him at eleven. The first time I've seen a name next to that Pacer logo at eleven, it wasn't Miles Turner in at least eight months.
1: Yeah, the Miles Turner thing uh, seemed like a lot. I, I like Miles Turner a lot. I, don't, I almost, I hate saying this, but I don't think I'm higher on Miles Turner than I would be on Willie Calhoun. More news out of the Demarcus Cousins leaving, staying in Sacramento. So it seems like George Carl, the uh, the head coach, wants him to wants to trade him. The owners, they don't want to trade him. They want him to stay. Uh, Trevor, if you had to take a guess right now, does he end up staying in Sacramento, or does he end up somewhere else?
0: Uh, You know, yesterday I thought he would be in Sacramento, but honestly, I, I, I didn't take one thing into major consideration when we discussed yesterday. I completely forgot, and I should kick myself with this, that George Carl is the coach there. I think he. May, there's probably a, a better than 70% chance he's not a king next year. And then, and I look at George Carl's reason. I just can't see those two. I don't know how well they meshed last year in the short time they were together, but I just can I just I don't see it meshing. I just don't. And I can see why George Carl supposedly, according to the media, push trying to push that trade out the door.
1: Yeah, I, I think well, I, I think I think he ends up staying in Sacramento. It's just too big of a gamble to let him go. Uh, we're out of time for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with Vince Morrow on the show. That rhymes. So stick around on 1450 The Sports Bus for tomorrow's episode. We've got Inside the Press Box coming up next with Nick Coffey. I'm sure he'll talk about some of these Louisville issues, U.K.-Louisville rivalry issues. He'll talk about it from the other side, though. So uh, stick around for that show. We'll be back 4 p.m. tomorrow. Thanks for listening 1450 The Sports Bus.